Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, I think, um, I guess, uh, uh, an encouragement in that is, I think you and I both have been reading an, an awful lot about like how, how, how do we address addiction having, and you and I both don't have experience with, um, with illicit drug addiction. So how do we lead guys? And it's, I think that there's an, un, there's only so much that we can read, but the things that we share is we have a desire to, we, we, everybody has a desire to be known. And oftentimes the things that drove guys towards addiction was actually a good thing. It was just put in the wrong direction. And what we're asking is like, how do we use that motivation that pushed you towards drugs? Like, how do you use that in a healthy direction? And it's like it, our desire to be known and to know somebody pushes us to do some pretty crazy things like be vulnerable. Or um, if something, if we experience something traumatic, like you were saying that was outside of drugs, our response is like, we want to protect mm -hmm. ourselves. We want to heal from it. And when the pain is, is overwhelming, we do things to hide or avoid, like you were saying, where the desire to be safe is a good one, but it's what we do with that desire yeah. to go forward. And I think the guys who are really doing well in the, in the refuge have identified that, like, I have got to address this differently. The issue, like the underlying mm. push didn't go away. It's what we're doing with it. And that's the, that's the challenge that mm -hmm. all of us have. So I think, um, it's, a, it's exciting to know that there is something underneath drugs. That's not like scary or like deep, dark secret. It's, there's a power to it. And we're, that's why like the, like you, the best things about the refuge come from the guys in the refuge. And so I would say that like, so the best things in the recovery world come from people who are in recovery, not outside. Because the power is within those guys, within the people who are leading that. And it's identifying those things. So there's strengths that we all have. And that's why I, I fully believe in that when a guy is going through his, when a guy is trapped in addiction and he comes here, the, the years in front of him or the years behind him when he was trapped, that's not a waste of time. There was things he's learning in there specifically for this moment to take it and push it in a more positive direction. Cause he is who he is because of his past. And now he gets to decide whether he wants to use that for good or to just continue going down the spiral of crazy. So he, he, you get the guys in the refuge have tools and opportunities that neither you or I will never have because of their life, life experience. And that is, that is an amazing opportunity. That's what comes to mind when you say. It's good. So to, to even zoom out a little further than that, like, what do you think the current state of addiction is right now in our culture more at large? And I know that you and I can really only speak to like central Ohio specifically, but you know, we read about what's going on around. We talk to people. What would you, what would you say to that? I think there's a, a growing rea uh, I guess, reality check that people are no longer shocked when they hear that, that, um, someone they know has a, has an addiction issue. Um, like there is, I think, man, I think there was a stat that came out with uh, Franklin County where it was one in eight people have some kind of behavioral health um, 
experience going on in their life. So behavioral health kind of wraps up mental health, uh, a substance use disorder is all within that. So it's more obvious where it's not something that people are hiding. It's just kind of like, it's not, if you know somebody it's, you do know somebody. Um, and I think that's the shock or the scariness might be wearing off. But I think on the other side, we're seeing a, a bit of a numbing when it comes specifically to overdose deaths, where it's just like every day someone is dying in central Ohio from an overdose every day. Um, I haven't seen recent stats, but I think there's a numbing to it. What do you think the rise in fentanyl use? And maybe we need to, you know, for, I think most people know what fentanyl is at this point, but we probably need to, you know, define it. But just what, how do you think fentanyl has impacted kind of the landscape of addiction in the last couple of years? I think the, the reality that fentanyl is being put in things more than just opiates. It's, it was in Adderall in the suburbs a couple of months ago, they found it there in Adderall. Um, so it's being put in meth, anything, and people are looking for it because the high is so intense, but also because of that, it, people are dying a lot faster and a lot sooner and people who aren't even using. Um, so it's, I think it's creating this level of when, when we're talking to guys or just people are realizing like, if I use drugs, it's no longer like really recreationally. It's like playing Russian roulette with your, with your life a lot more. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.